Welcome to Recovery Coast to Coast, broadcasting from Clear Channel Studios in Seattle, Washington, carried live on Fox Radio 850 KHHO in Tacoma, Washington, and carried nationally in streaming audio at www.recoverycoasttocoast.org. Two hours of interviews and features, plus questions and comments about this one-day-at-a-time adventure in personal recovery as we share experience, strength, and hope with others so that they may recover from alcohol and other drug and behavioral addictions. And now, Recovery Coast to Coast is on the air. Here's your host, Neil Scott. Welcome back to Recovery Coast to Coast. Uh, I'm Neil Scott. Great to have you with us. As we say hello to a dear friend, J.A. Jan. She has been on the program many, many times. Because she's here, you know that she's got a new book. In this case, it's a character combo that takes center stage. My favorite character, J.P. Beaumont, a Seattle detective in long-term recovery. He joins forces with Sheriff Brandon Walker from the popular Walker family novels in an exciting new book called Dance of the Bones. Now, Judy's one of the most prolific writers I know with over 50 novels, including 24 J.P. Beaumont mysteries, 18 Joanna Brady mysteries, a dozen Allie Reynolds novels, four Walker family novels, and a stunningly emotional book of poetry, which is about her late husband's death from alcoholism. Plus, numerous short stories, Dance of the Bones. It is her latest. It is out now, published by William Morrow, available at independent bookstores and at all the usual places, including Amazon. She lives half the year in Seattle and half the year in Arizona, and we are delighted to welcome her back. Welcome back, Judy. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Dance of the Bones. It starts with a murder and a man going to prison for murder that he did not commit. And right from the get-go, we know who killed Amos Warren. And it wasn't Big Bad John Lasseter. How does Sheriff Walker get involved in all of this many years after the fact? It turns out he's the guy who put Big Bad John Lasseter in prison. He's Mm -hmm. the one who arrested him. He's the one who took him into custody. What changed? What changed? Well, somebody went to a group called Justice for All, went to work to get Big Bad John out of prison on a technicality. And he served 30 years in prison. And a technic- a time-served plea bargain doesn't do it for him. Justice for All wants to get him out, but they don't necessarily want to prove his innocence. Mm. Brandon Walker works for an organization called The Last Chance, TLC. What was The Last Chance? It's an organization made up of retired law enforcement folks, patterned sort of on the BDOC society. Mm. Mm-hmm. And what they do is investigate cold cases. Last year's attorney contacts Brandon Walker and asks him, the guy who arrested him, to reinvestigate the case. Mm. He doesn't want to go. Please, Reluctant? M- please, Mr. Fister, <laughs> I don't want to go. <laughs> but Brandon Walker is an interesting character. He was uh, a sheriff, mm-hmm. and he raised two very troubled sons, and... It turns out Big Bad John Lasseter and Brandon Walker's son, Quentin, were in prison together. And when Brandon Walker goes there to see Big Bad John, the last thing he expects is to have the guy he arrested offer him condolences for the loss of his son. Mm, and powerful. that's And that's what pulls him in. Holy smokes. There are many intriguing paths that flow out of this delightful page-turner, including the drama surrounding Sheriff Walker's adopted daughter, Dr. Lanny Walker Pardee and a young kid by the name of Gabe. He falls in with the long crowds and discovers that diamonds are not only a girl's best friend, but 
They also belong to a mastermind of an Arizona criminal enterprise that all figures into this. <laughs> my daughter, my my daughter reads the books before they come out because yeah. this is a book I finished writing months ago, and I've been writing a different book. Right. And so before a book goes on <laughs> sale, somebody needs to me- remind me what's in it. And she said, you know, couldn't somebody send me a jar of peanut butter filled with diamonds? <laughs> <laughs> oh, indeed, indeed. <laughs> J.A. Jance joining us in the studio tonight. It's exciting to have her here again. The brand new book is called Dance of the Bones, and you can get in touch with Judy, by the way, at a number of places, jajance.com. She frequently updates her blog there and answers her own email, and one of the few authors that I know that actually does that. You can also follow her on Facebook and Twitter at J.A. Jance. Why J.P. and Sheriff Walker? Was it because linking J.P. and Sheriff Brady worked so well? Because you did that in a previous novel. Yes, my publisher loved it. <laughs> I'm sure the readers <laughs> did too, because it gives one, one set of readers who love a character an opportunity to meet other characters. That's it, exactly. When my editor asked me if I could do this, I said, sure, no problem. And then I started to write the book, and it turned out it was a problem. Mm. Because I'd been writing about J.P. Beaumont for over 30 years and had no idea how bad he was at playing well with others. <laughs> so I'd be trying He was a lone ranger. So I'd be trying to write a Brandon Walker scene and Bo would just walk in and take <laughs> over. And I kept I kept saying, you know, let me tell this part of the story and he said my story first. <laughs> and so what I finally ended up having to do to get him to sit down and shut up was to take a big chunk of that story out and set it in, put it in a novella. That novella is called Stand Down. Mm -hmm. And once Beaumont had that story out of his system, then I was able to get him to work with Brandon Walker in this book. So it ended up that in the book, Bo doesn't play as large a part as I envisioned because he just wouldn't share. It's his fault. <laughs> and he doesn't come into the book for quite a while. I, I've, I'm about halfway through the book right now, and maybe a third of the way in, we start to get into Bo. Yes, but if you read Stand Down, you'll see that that story was really disruptive yeah. to the story I was trying to tell. You mentioned Gabe, Gabe Ortiz, mm-hmm. the teenager, and Lonnie, Beaumont's, Beaumont. Brandon Walker's adopted daughter. It, they're the Walker family books, but it's how the Walkers interact with generations of Tohono Adam people there in the Arizona desert. In the first Walker book, Hour of the Hunter, you meet understanding woman who is caring for her orphan granddaughter, Dancing Quail. And then you meet Dancing Quail a few chapters later as this 60-something-year-old nanny of Davy Ladd. In this book, you encounter people who were born in the 1880s, like Understanding Woman and the Medicine Man looks at nothing. And then you meet Gabe, who is Understanding Woman's great, 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 great grandson. And there are characters that span three mm-hmm. centuries. And I think I think it's astonishing that all those folks are still walking around in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I do, too, as a matter of fact. You have quite a head there, Judy, i got to tell you. Holy smokes. <laughs> 
You live in both Seattle and in Arizona. Where did you write Dance of the Bones, and how long did it take? I don't remember where I wrote it. Does it make a difference? Writing happens between my fingers and my computer keyboard Mm. and my head, and where I am in the external world doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. But the whole concept for this book was born at the Mount Zion Baptist Church here in Seattle. Really? Tell the story. I had written, I, I was in the process of writing without, I think it's without due process. And that's a story where there's a home invasion in the central area. Beaumont is called to the scene, and this whole family has been slaughtered, except for one little boy who was playing hide-and-go-seek with his older brothers and fell asleep in the closet. Mm. So when I realized that this family's funeral service was going to be held at the Mount Zion Baptist Church, I told Bill, well, I guess we need to go there. Now, in Seattle, the Reverend Samuel McKinney's wife was my kid's principal when we first arrived oh, in wow. Seattle. So there was a connection, a bit of a mm-hmm. connection. So Sunday morning came. We went to the Mount Zion Baptist Church, and there were very few light-skinned people at the Mount Zion Baptist Church, but of course they made us welcome. Mm. And Reverend McKinley gave a powerful sermon, and he said, yes, there are young people in this community who are going in the wrong direction. They're walking up to the edge of a cliff. And it's the responsibility of every person in this room to reach out, offer them a hand, and pull them back. The elders. And that's what Mm. Lonnie Walker Pardee Mm. is doing for Gabe in this book. So she's an Indian, but it's the right lesson. Yeah, yeah. It was the right sermon. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, You mentioned that, uh, you know, this obviously is the new book, but you're working on something right now. What are you working on now? I'm working on a book called Clawback Boy. That'll be the next Allie Reynolds. Ah, okay. Do you do do this in succession? How do you decide, well, I'm going to go Walker Family Novel, or I'm going to go Beaumont, or Sheriff Brady? The next book... The next book decision is usually a discussion between my With the publisher. and me. Mm-hmm. Um, the stories and legends in the Walker family books mm-hmm. are the real stories and legends of the Tohono O'odham people. And you start each chapter out that with I one learned, of those. I learned as a storyteller on mm-hmm. the reservation. Mm-hmm. There is one legend hiding in this book that I wrote cold. <laughs> oh, and that's up to us to find out? I, I'm not going to tell you which one it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I'm going to have to go back and, and, and start all those chapters again. Uh, so I was being interviewed, and someone said to me, well, don't the Indians resent that you've taken their culture or their traditions and turned it into a for-profit mm. something? I was in Tucson last spring. Bill and I were leaving a coffee shop, and... Call it racial profiling if you like. But when we walked out of the coffee shop with a guy who was wearing a white Stetson and a big silver belt buckle, I sort of figured from the shade of his skin that he was Mm -hmm. an Indian. And uh, I said to him, are you from the reservation? And he said, yes, I am. And I said, well, I was on the reservation for a number of years. I used to be the librarian. And there was this instant of recognition and he said Mm. are you the lady who writes all those books and i said yes i was Mm. and he said thank you and i felt as though i had just wow what a gift a parking lot blessing what a gift so i don't think the indians resent what i've done i think they appreciate that i've been true to their traditions i don't sneer at their Mm. at their beliefs i i'm respectful and i don't tell their stories in the wrong months of the year you have a deep and abiding love for those people. 
Yeah. It's 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 very clear. Uh, Jay Chance joining us tonight on Recovery Coast to Coast. You got to pick up this new book because it combines uh, two things. It combines Sheriff Brandon Walker and our old friend J.P. Beaumont all together in Dance of the Bones, and it's available at bookstores everywhere. You can get it online, and hopefully you'll uh, partake at an independent bookstore as well. Will there be further adventures of J.P. Beaumont? I get a lot of emails around the country saying, what's going to happen with Bo next? He no longer is involved with SHIT, which is... Special Homicide Investigation Team. Yes. (laughs) That's folded up. Um, And it was a big shock to him when it did, Mm -hmm. and how it folded up is in stand down. I expect there will be. I you know <laughs> at some point they're going to drag my cold dead fingers off my keyboard and at that point there will be no more books. <laughs> but until that time Until that time I expect to keep writing and I still like all my characters. The fact Do you ever get them confused? You've got so many characters and so many books. Well, you heard me do it just a moment ago yeah. when I referred to Beaumont's adopted daughter Lonnie when it was really Brandon Walker's. Does so, that happen on the page? You have to go back and delete? Uh, I, actually, there was one alley book where a Joanna made it in, and nobody caught it until after the hardbacks were printed. Oh. But we turned that into a positive. We said, okay, there Fine. is an error in this book. The first person to find it and notify <laughs> me of it will win a prize. So everybody was and rereading the book? So, no, they were. it was before the book ever came oh, out. Oh, oh, And so the book came out. At midnight, and obviously this woman was at a bookstore that was open, and by 6 o'clock the next morning when I opened my email, she had Oh, it. my goodness. And I, I gave her a Tiffany keychain. She was so proud of it because her kids always complained about her reading, and it was the first time she ever won a prize. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about the short stories. I saw some stuff online that there was a whole series of short stories I didn't even know about. Well, those are short stories that... I've been invited to put in anthologies. Mm-hmm. Signora Bianco is a short story I wrote after a stay in Venice. We were in Venice with on a tour, and we went to dinner. And there was this white dog, this white mutt dog, who was walking around. The waiters all knew the dog. The dog would stop and visit with people as he went past. And then a couple came by, an older man and a young girl, and that dog those people (laughs) and of course that made me I kind of trust dogs yeah and so that gave me the idea for a murder mystery short story so these stories come out of wherever speaking of dogs how is Bella Bella is fine we now have a Bella companion oh she is Jojo was born the 8th of March and she's just now two weeks into her five-week boot camp training at the Academy for Canine Behavior up in Woodenville. Nice. So we're hoping she'll be a little better behaved when she comes back. Judy Jance joining us tonight, J.A. Jance, Dance of the Bones, a J.P. Beaumont and Brandon Walker novel. Before we go, tell me the story of your very first computer, the limitations and how it affected your early (laughs) writing. I thought that was fascinating. (laughs) When I married my first husband, my father, who was a life insurance guy. He was smart enough to look at my husband and say, this guy is a problem. But uh, he insisted that I buy a life insurance policy, of which I was both the owner and the beneficiary. Mm. And when I divorced my first husband, I maintained that policy. And when he died, a year and a half after I divorced him, I received a $50,000 death benefit. 
And I took 10% of that, $5,000, and bought an Eagle computer and a Daisy Wheel printer. State of the art at the time. It was, and it was my investment in my future as a writer. The computer was a dual floppy Eagle with 120K of memory. (laughs) And the guy from the computer store, David Graham, the guy who sold it to me, fixed it so that every time I booted it up in the morning, these are the words that flashed across the screen. A writer is someone who has written today. And today, I don't qualify. Wow. <laughs> By the way, that computer had to be booted up twice every morning. It would, I would boot it up, and it would work for about five minutes. I'd walk away to get coffee and then come back, and <laughs> the cursor would be frozen, so I'd have to reboot oh. it. It is with my papers at the Special Collections of the University of Arizona Library, along with all of the manuals that came with it. Oh, man. It still works, but it still needs to be booted oh, twice. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet it does. Has there ever been any interest in, in any of your books being made into movies? There hasn't been any serious interest. Hmm. There was somebody who wanted me to sign a contract uh, agreeing to sell them the rights to all of my books, written and unwritten, published and unpublished. <laughs> and I no. No, 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 no. No doggy. No, 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 no. <laughs> Because I think, you know, certainly Beaumont, uh, any of your characters would make great movies. Well, I saw Jean Owl waste oodles of mm-hmm. her creative creative energies mm-hmm. trying to make the movie of the clan, clan of the Cave Bear measure up to her book, which it never did. It was a terrible movie. Mm. And so my situation is perhaps long after I'm gone, someone will decide to make J.P. Beaumont the musical. No, 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 no. Stop right there, please. And, and that'll, that'll be up to my kids to say yes or no. Oh, you've got a crazy imagination. Uh, Judy Jantz uh, on Recovery Coast to Coast. J.A. Jantz, Dance of the Bones. It's the new J.P. Beaumont novel and also the Brandon Walker novel. It's a combination, and it's available at bookstores everywhere. You're still answering your own email, of course. I do. And you go to the website, jajantz.com. Are uh, you doing much on Twitter? I do some on Twitter. Hmm. Some. And you can follow Judy at J.A. Jantz. And, of course, you're on Facebook as well. I am. And if they, if somebody just wants to write to me directly, it's jajantz at me.com. No caps, no spaces, no punctuation. Who does J.A. Jantz read? J.A. Jantz is just starting the, the newest Dan Silva book, hmm. The English Spy. Nice. Thank you so much for coming back in the studio. You're welcome. J.A. Chance, the new book again is Dance of the Bones, highly recommended. Uh, You can find it at bookstores everywhere, and hopefully you'll visit an independent bookstore. Also available online. I'm Neil Scott, the program Recovery Coast to Coast. Going to take a short time out back with more on the other side. Stay with us.